0: will you stop for just two seconds? Have you been in the sweet jar again? You know what sugar does to you. Every time we've had a delivery, he finds the sweets and gets so jacked up on sugar, it's like having a hyper-toddler. I've opened the duck flap. Go run around in the garden. Or go and see if Jason and James want to play. I think Jason said he wanted a game of quacks. Before you go, be a deer and push the button, would you? A new racing board game is set to hit the shelves soon, inspired by the popular science fiction universe, Infinity. REM Racers, or REM Racers, designed by Fernando Largo and developed by the Corvus Belly team, is a fast-paced game that challenges players to attack their opponents and dodge obstacles to be the first to cross the finish line. Players take on the role of drivers, each with their own controller and special abilities, and use movement templates and equipment cards to push other vehicles off the track and avoid being destroyed themselves. The game is suitable for all ages and promises to be an exciting addition to any family game night. The inspiration for Rem Racers comes from the background of the Infinity War game, where pilots and their remotes race across the universe, battling each other for supremacy. Fernando Largo, a dedicated Infinity player, developed a set of rules for the remote-controlled vehicles, and the Corvus Belly team worked together with him to create the prototype that's doing the rounds. If you're keen to try REM races, the Corvus Belly team will be conducting demos at various events throughout the year in the United States and Spain. The game promises to be a thrilling experience, combining the adrenaline rush of high-speed racing with the strategy and tactics of tabletop gaming. A new slate of board games coming this spring as part of this year's centenary celebration, Disney 100. In Disney Animated Game, it sees you become one of Disney's top producers as you work together to bring the animated Disney classics to life, whilst Disney villains work against you by rushing your deadlines and just being a general pain. Working together with your team as part of a world famous animated studios will be key to your success. The classic Disney villains also get their own game as they take over the classic party game of Spoons in Disney Villains Sinister Spoons. Players a character like Jafar, Maleficent and Captain Hook in what promises to be a fiendish frenzy. One for the youngsters out there, as this one has an age rating of just 3 and up. We are expecting some fast-paced fun in Disney and Pixar's Cars, Launch and Race game, featuring Lightning McQueen and the gang. Initial reports suggest that this will both have a cooperative and competitive mode. Not to miss out, especially on his 100th birthday, is the Disney classic Steamboat Willie as he gets his very own set in the Something Wild game collection. Something Wild, Disney Mickey Mouse card game, Steamboat Willie, to give it its full title, sees you get ready and whistle the classic Steamboat Willie theme tune. Mickey, holding Steamboat Willie's ship wheel, makes for a fantastic Funko Pop figure in its own right, never mind the musical critters and cows who will be appearing on Playing Cards. More details of the Disney 100 releases are sure to follow up before the game's final releases this spring. But there's definitely a lot for Disney fans to look forward to, and not just on our tables. Tabletop hobbies create a lot of waste excess card from punching tokens but the various plastic sprues containing the various bits and bobs for miniature based titles such as Warhammer can often be among the worst offenders. Games Workshop wants to reduce their contribution to the carbon footprint by introducing a new partnership between themselves and TerraCycle, a private recycling business based in the US that will recycle leftover and discarded plastic from the Games Workshop products. The Warhammer Recycling Programme will be rolling out a trial run in 28 UK Warhammer store locations to start with. So, by the end of March, players will see sprue bins popping up inside the hobby shops, where materials that would otherwise be trashed can be collected and shipped off for a second life. If you think that the recycled sprues may end up back on your table, think again. Although Games Workshop know that Citadel use very high quality and purity of plastic, The repurposing procedure means it will likely become a garden planter or playground equipment rather than reappearing on your opponent's table as a new miniature. So imagine youngsters sliding down a tube composed of bodies of your enemies. Here's what you can put in the sprue bins. Sprues, obviously, even if they still have some bits attached. Unwanted plastic warhammer miniatures and paint pots with no liquid in them. Games Workshop said the acrylic paints inside the pots are also recyclable. What should not be tossed in are metal or resin minis or non-Games Workshop miniatures or other plastic materials. The sprue bins are reportedly not general-use recycling receptacles. The Pyrolet program won't extend past the UK for the moment, and though Games Workshop claimed it wanted to expand into other regions as soon as possible, no timeline was provided. It's not even April, and I'm sure this is a wind-up, but here goes. A new expansion for Catan, entitled Catan Soccer Fever, invites players to score goals to win more victory points. Despite the core tabletop title taking place in an alternate world set sometime in the past, Catan Soccer Fever proposes that the colonialists settling on the board game's island have an intense love of the sport. The new expansion will see players engaging in a series of football matches taking place across the island. Every time a player constructs a settlement or city, the group compete in a heavily abridged game of football playing the football game has players attempting to score a goal by flicking a spherical token that has multiple sides to it should the scoring player land their token into the goal color side up then they have scored a goal whichever player has the most goals at the end of the match will acquire various benefits that they can use within the wider game. Soccer Fever will have players competing in football matches throughout the family board game, with players needing to take note of the winner of each one. The player, who is at the top of the league table, will also win a number of victory points, which will go towards their overall total and assist them in winning the game. Catan Soccer Fever was co-designed by Klaus Tober, the creator of Catan, and Benjamin Tober, with Catan Studio and Cosmos set to co-publish the expansion sometime this year. April 1st, anyone? late last year a game entitled line dice was released by publisher sunny bird the backgammon style design is from yoshihisa itsubaki who is probably best known for streams which has had several licensed versions released since the game's 2011 debut in line dice your goal is to reach the finish line first with your six dice each player has their own movement track with six lanes for the six racing dice the racing dice all start off on the board on their one symbol which is also wild on your first turn or two you'll roll two six-sided dice choose a dice flip a racing die to the matching number then place it on the start space at the beginning of the lane you'll then repeat the process with the other die. once you have at least one die in a starting space On a turn, you roll the two six-sided dice, then use each die to either change the face of one of your racing dice or advance a racing die of the matching number. If you create a line of racing dice of the same number, say two fours, that are adjacent to one another, then you can use a rolled four to move both of the racing dice four spaces at the same time. A one counts as all numbers, so it automatically creates a line when adjacent to another racing die. If you land one of your dice on a changed space in a lane you can change an opponent's die to the value of your choice you must land a racing die in the goal space at the end of the lane by the exact count if you would have extra movement then you move the racing die backwards in the lane until the full value of the die is used however If you land a racing die in the penultimate space in a lane, then when you roll that number again, you can push that racing die forward one space into the goal. Get all six of your racing dice into the goals first and you win. Alternatively, you can play multiple games with each player scoring points for the face value of the racing dice in the goals and losing points for dice that didn't make it, with jokers now counting for minus 10 points. Sarah Ship is a first-time designer whose debut game Deadly Dowagers has just been released by publisher Sparkworks. While Deadly Dowagers is Sarah Ship's first published design, she's been blogging about board game design theory from a fine arts perspective since 2019 on her Ship Board Games blog, and has lots of other interesting work over on there too. Deadly Dowagers is a game of marriage, murder, and money. You compete with the other lovely ladies in your town by strategically growing your dowry, while being careful not to gain too much infamy. Or the Duke may pass you up over another. You play as a middle-class Victorian woman who would kill to be a Duchess. Since you were not lucky enough to be born into the aristocracy, the only way to attract a noble is to have a large enough dowry. Fortunately, when your parents died, they left you with a small dowry and some land. So you must build wealth through investments and strategic serial marriages. Gameplay is divided into rounds. Each round consists of four separate phases. Drafting, Investment, Husband and Housekeeping. In each round, each player drafts a hand of cards. Certain cards are played into players' tableaus. Instant cards are used and discarded. Players using death cards partially reset their tableau and get income. Players discard down to eight cards in hand, then draft four new cards. The game ends when one player has no current husband, no more than nine infamy, spends 120 crowns and plays a remarry card to marry the duke. Then that player wins. Magic the Gathering is gearing up for its most ambitious universes beyond release when it crosses over with Lord of the Rings later this summer. Tales of Middle-Earth will be the trading card game's first full set taking place in a world outside Magic the Gathering's established multiverse. And today we received our first look at the eponymous Ring of Power and more than one version of everyone's favourite wizard in a pointy hat and no, I'm not talking about Dumbledore in the sorting hat. Art Director Ovidio Cahotahena and VP of Game Design Aaron Forsyth recently discussed the team's approach when synthesizing one of the most well-known fantasy stories ever into the five mana colors and mechanical limitations of Magic the Gathering. Their insights accompanied two revealed cards demonstrating some key mechanical insight alongside the now-expected showcase frame treatment. The One Ring, which Frodo carries from the Shire to the fires of Mount Doom, will appear in full glory on its own card and is appropriately powerful. The undestructible, legendary artifact provides its caster protection from everything until their next turn, as long as it was cast and not chewed out or otherwise sneaked onto the battlefield. It then draws cards when tapped equal to the number of burden counters, but also drains that much life from its controller. This dual-edged sword mirrors the manipulating effects the one ring displays on Schmiegel, Frodo and other bearers. Gandalf's card will actually be one of at least three versions of the wizard to appear in the set, an intentional choice that allowed the designers to portray central characters at different points in the narrative. The doting grey wizard is maybe the best example, as his death and eventual rebirth as Gandalf the White marks a drastic change in both his demeanour and function within Tolkien's story. That shift is translated through the artwork for the as-yet-unrevealed card, though the interview heavily suggests its colour identity will match its title. Not so for Gandalf the Grey, whose card bears a dual red and white mana colouration, and abilities befitting the archetypal fantasy wizard. Anytime Gandalf's controller casts an instant or sorcery, they may choose from among four options. Tap or untap one permanent, deal three damage to each opponent, copy a spell they control, or put Gandalf on the top of its owner's library. All four abilities can only be chosen once, which means Gandalf, in Aaron Miller's artwork, must exit the battlefield before pulling again from his bag of tricks. Much like the book, Gandalf the Card has an exit and return back into its very nature. One more Gandalf is likely to appear given Dmitri Burmak's teased artwork titled Gandalf, Friend of the Shire, but we know for sure that Gandalf the Grey can pop up bearing tales of middle earth showcase frame treatment. Cartagena said the stylized treatment, which depicts the wizened member of the Fellowship's fateful battle and fall against the balrog is meant to communicate what's happening inside the ring hence the circular frame and ancient elvish text characters printed in this style will reportedly be captured in a moment of internal struggle or hardship Less flashy, but nonetheless iconic, are the basic land cards for Tales of Middle-earth, which trade panoramic vistas for sections of a map a reader might find printed in the back of an old copy of the Book of Free Leagues, the One Ring tabletop RPG. Cartagena and Forsyth said invoking that feeling of poring over the map and imagining the world of Middle-earth in the reader's mind was one of the team's very first ideas when concepting the set. They aren't worried about the fidelity lost to the artistic choice because the entire set will apparently push the envelope of what players expect from a core Magic the Gathering set. The Lord of the Rings Tales of Middle-Earth is currently slated for retail release on June 23rd and will contain a lot of new treatments and styles of cards, including the still mysterious new battle card type and borderless seam cards that can be arranged into panoramas of famous battles from throughout the book's history. And we move on to the board game Geek Top 5 Hotness. So the games on the list may already be out, due to come out, or crowdfunding at the moment it tends to be a list of games on what people are searching for over on board game geek right now but it does change a lot so on to this week's top five games making their waves as of recording in five ark nova returns to the top five why we know aquarius the expansion for the sea animals isn't due till later this year so peeps must be gearing up in four Frosthaven makes its return to the top five. The chilly sequel to Gloomhaven is just the gift that keeps on giving. In three. Hegemony, or Hegemony, lead your class to victory to give it its full title, jumps straight into the top five. Hegemony sees you simulate a whole contemporary nation and its class system in this asymmetric, politico-economic Eurogame from Hegemonic Project Games. In two. We've talked about it already and I still think Brian's pulling my leg, but Catan Soccer Fever Scenario sits here at number two. In one. Star Wars, the deck building game, maintains its hold on the top of the BGG top five hotness list. I think this is the game we're looking for. And over to crowdfunding, and well, you heard them chatting to Jason and James last week. We briefly mentioned them too, but Pearl and Amar's game, Cake of Doom, is now live on Kickstarter. And as of recording, still needs a little push to make it to their funding goal. If you didn't catch the interview with them last week, why not? So what you want to do is listen to this first. Then go over and back it on Kickstarter, then go and listen to the interview and bask in the glory that you're helping this great little game from an indie publisher and designers fulfill their dreams by getting the game funded. So what is Cake of Doom? Well, simply put, you're trying to take over the world with Cake. Simple's. You, as the players, are competing to rule Earth by offering delicious bribes of cakes to its inhabitants, but you'll need to stop opponents from snatching control of regions by playing sabotage cards. Remember, you'll want to keep the relatively rare block sabotage cards in hand to guard against rivals preventing you from a successful bribe. Other mischief cards can be used to take a card from the discard pile or steal a card from another player. And just because you've won control of a region doesn't mean you'll get to keep it. A player can always target a region under another player's control, just so long as they can out-bribe them. Cake of Doom is a casual, light-hearted game of cakes and aliens with a jokey theme and artwork. It's perfect for non-gamers, casual groups, family, or as a palate cleanser for games night. Let the bribery and sabotage begin. Pledge levels start at just £2 for access to the pledge manager and a print and play version of the game. Physical copies of the game start at just £20 for the novice baker pledge which includes the game, access to the pledge manager and the print and play. The cake enthusiast pledge gets you the game, a play pledge manager access and print and play and this is just £36. Or if you'd like to design one of the cards yourselves, then you can back at £125. That gets you everything I've just mentioned, and gets to design either a cake, sabotage, or alien card. A couple more pledge levels aimed at retailers for multiple copies are there too, Well I'll let you find those for yourselves. The project, as of recording, has passed its halfway mark, but still needs your help. The project is live now, over on Kickstarter, and runs through to the 31st of March oh you're back did you find jason oh really colorful language sounds about right well i don't know that one we'll have to ask him what it means so you've calmed down a bit now have you Good. Right. Before you crash out, say goodbye to everyone. And it's a goodbye from me. Keep safe, meeples. Keep those dice rolling. The cards shuffling. And we'll be right here for you next week.